Welcome to Hyperbaric Living with Dr. Masha podcast. I'm Dr. Masha, naturopathic doctor, hyperbaric expert, and your podcast host, bringing you the cutting-edge interviews and ideas about hyperbaric oxygen therapy. I'm grateful to interview these bright minds and sharing their knowledge and experience in the field of hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Thank you for listening. So let's get started with this week's episode. Hello, and welcome back to Hyperbaric Living Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Masha. Today, I have with me Tim Gray, UK's leading biohacker. Tim is a dedicated health-optimizing biohacker, psychology specialist, and an entrepreneur. After spending years researching and self-healing his body from chronic health conditions through biohacking, Tim set out to help others improve their own health. He created the Health Optimization Summit, a leading European health conference, and a health optimization program. Today, we'll discuss fundamentals of health and the role of hyperbaric oxygen therapy in biohacking. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming. I know you have a super busy schedule, so thank you for finding time to share your experience and your expertise. This is a hyperbaric show, but we don't talk just about hyperbarics because hyperbarics, we do believe that it works with integration of other therapies rather than hyperbarics by itself. I've mentioned that you are a biohacker, and I'm sure a lot of people know what is biohacking, but there are people who have no idea. Could you tell us what is biohacking? Yeah, very basically, um, biohacking, by definition, is the art and science of optimizing the environment inside of you and outside of you to take control of your own biology. And in other words, it is optimizing your health using ancestral wisdom and modern advancements to reverse the damage that modern world does to us. Uh, I think there are many myths uh, surrounding biohacking, and one of the myths that all biohackers are superhumans. And I always stress that everybody who's on a health journey is a biohacker in heart. Um, do you agree with that statement? Mm. Mm. not everyone but yes uh, um everyone is in some way <laughs> uh, so how biohackers are different from just regular folks i think i'll give you a little explanation which will make sense um of of why i get to my point on this um biohacking it's a systems thinking approach so i'll give you an example a medical doctor that applies hyperbaric medicine to one of her patients isn't a biohacker um, necessarily. Um, someone that does yoga in the park isn't a biohacker. Someone that uh, swims in the sea every day isn't a biohacker necessarily. But if you have the mindset of a biohacker, which is a systems thinking approach to optimizing your health, going and doing yoga because you have tight muscles or having IV therapy because you're deficient in magnesium or swimming in the sea because it's mineral rich and hydrates you, that can be classed as a biohack. So really many people, if they're doing something towards their health, could be considered a biohacker if they're in the mindset of 
doing it in a systems thinking approach. Um, whereas most people aren't. You know, they know that if you've got a cold, they take vitamin C. Often the cold gets better faster. That doesn't mean they're a biohacker, but a biohacker, when he gets a cold, for instance, taking oregano oil, uh, taking vitamin C, getting outside and grounding, having hyperbaric, blah, 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 blah. That, that's how it makes you a biohacker. I see. And as a biohacker, you put together your own systems approach, right? Because I know you also have a course um, which teaches to biohack. Um, Biohacking is very fun and fun. If we think about, if we just think about reproducing for a second, okay, we reproduce, or should I say we have sex because one, it's fun. And two, because we have children from it. Those two things aren't mutually exclusive, you know, um, but at the same time, they can be done for either. And it's the same with biohacking or optimizing your health. You know, it can be, um, I do it to get healthier or I can do it because I love it. And I do both. The point is though, is that a lot of people get into optimizing their health, trying different cleanses, trying different supplements, new technology, spending a fortune on, you know, all these different bits of equipment, but forget that they haven't necessarily got the fundamentals in place first. So when I got ill around 10 years ago, um, and I started getting sicker and sicker, forming kidney stones and urinary tract infections and bloating and um, all sorts of weird symptoms that the doctors just didn't know why it was happening. Um, it, um, it, I didn't know where to start or what was going on. And I was trying different supplements because I heard it broke down oxalates from the kidney stones and, you know, the um, calcium citrate bond binded to uh, um, oxalates so that it dragged it out so it didn't cause those issues and blah, 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 blah. And I was eating crappy food, not knowing the processed food was so bad. Um, and I just really didn't know what to do. And I was just literally trying everything in all directions, you know. Um, but after probably seven years, seven years, I would say, of trying hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different supplements, um, things like hyperbaric oxygen therapy as well, I got into in 2015. Um, I didn't know why I needed it, but it worked very well. So I continued with that. I didn't really understand or didn't see the patterns other than desperately trying to get my health back and fix chronic health issues. After a while, I realized, and it was actually a friend of mine said, you know, biohacking or health is really, you know, kind of like mm -hmm, mimicking nature in some ways. Um, and that's, a, I came up with the line, um, we're using technology to mimic a natural environment in an unnatural world. So I'll give you one quick example is if we are mouth breathers and not nose breathers, which is you know, obviously far, far more effective for breathing for multiple reasons for our health, um, or we have bad posture, or um, we don't exercise, or one of many, many different reasons, we're not oxygenated properly. That could be because of modern day. We then use technology, hyperbaric, to reoxygenate the body or should I say hyperoxygenate it, to fill deficiencies that have happened over a period of time because we may be 10% under-oxygenated as a result. So having hyperbaric 
gives you a blast, gets you back up to speed, but you should still learn to breathe properly and be properly oxygenated on your own. So the reason why I've come up with the fundamentals is, are you doing, giving your body the basic building blocks that it needs to thrive or operate as it was designed to do um, as nature intended or as we evolved? Um, so the patterns that I noticed were, obviously, we evolved sleeping in a cave or in a, in a, in a bush, grounded, um, which meant that we were getting electrons from the earth while we slept, reducing inflammation and helping our body heal during the night. And there's a whole host of things for optimizing your sleep. Um, we wouldn't necessarily eat after sunset. Um, and if we did, it would be near a campfire, which doesn't have any, it doesn't have much blue light at all, which meant that we would be secreting our melatonin, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So is your sleep absolutely nailed before you start taking a supplement? And if the answer is no, then start on your sleep and understand what the building blocks for proper sleep are. Um, the other thing, and I won't go through all of the fundamentals on this, but I'll give you an idea of some of them and how they fit together is the next one is hydration now we evolved evolved with drinking from springs or mineral rich streams from fresh sources that haven't got chemicals like chlorine or fluoride or whatever and are mineral rich and which are electrolytes yeah Nowadays, we're drinking from taps. There's hardly any minerals in it. It's not structured. It's not hydrating us properly. And it's giving us more toxins, giving us more toxic burden, toxin burden on our livers. So therefore, we're not hydrating properly. And considering we are a large percentage of water, you would want that large percentage of water to be absolutely brilliant, for you to be absolutely brilliant. So it's about understanding of how to optimize your water and I'll give you one quick example of this. Everyone carries around a bottle of water or a flask of water everywhere they go, or it seems to be everywhere, and it seems to be a trend. And everyone always says how really thirsty they always are, and they're drinking more and more water, and the more and more they drink, the more and more they need, the more and more they pee, the more and more dehydrated they become, because the water industry, and I'm not saying it's these guys specifically, but they know that the lower the mineral content of the water, the more you need to drink. Um, whereas if you optimize it with something like Celtic sea salt, for instance, that gives you the minerals, the electrolytes you need for your body to thrive and have energy, which also ties in with hyperbaric oxygen as well. Because if you go into a chamber and you're mineralized properly, um, and there's actually a, a study going on somewhere, which I can't talk about in detail, but mineralizing before the hyperbaric and afterwards, it actually increases your healing significantly. Decisions surrounding hyperbaric oxygen therapy can be complex. If you'd like to learn more about benefits, limitations, and indications for hyperbaric oxygen therapy, visit my website at www.drmasha.com forward slash hbot forward slash to book a free hyperbaric consultation. The link is in the podcast description below. Anyway, so if you're not sleeping properly and you're not hydrating properly and you're just drinking tap water without mineralizing it, then you're going to be suboptimal and you're not going to need these supplements. And then there's breathing, making sure that you're optimizing your breathing. So hyperbaric might be great as a top up, but you really need to be 
breathing and oxygenating properly. There's frequent movement, and there's a whole host of uh, like 10 things that you should have in place to be optimal before you do any of the other cool stuff or start spending money. And that's really what the course covers. And this isn't a pitch for the course by any means. It's get the basics right before you do any of the cool stuff or expensive stuff. Because if you're not doing what we evolved with, grounding, natural light, sleep, hydration, um, having good relationships and ejecting the negative relationships, which put stresses on our body, which ruins our digestive system, which means we don't get our nutrients from our food and we start getting chronic health issues. All of these things are laid out in a, a 10 day course, one by one, teaching you how to do each one of them properly. So that's really what the course is. And the reason I brought it out isn't because I wanted to do a course. I really didn't actually. Um, I was asked so many hundreds of times every month, where do I start? Can you help? And I was typing so many messages out on Instagram and Facebook and everything, answering these questions. I thought I just put it together. So it's done very well and um, seems to be helping quite a lot of people. Absolutely. I'm a naturopathic doctor. So for me, it just absolutely makes me happy to hear something like that, because what we do, we have to make sure that all the foundations of health are covered first before we introduce any supplement or herb, because if not, it would have an effect, but a marginal effect. And we want to get um, the patients, um, we want them to get the best uh, outcome possible. And in order to do that, they have to make sure that the foundations of health are completely covered. Mm. And, and I think that's, uh, in essence, what your course is teaching is to how to cover this foundations of health. Things that came mm. to our ancestors naturally, just because that's the way the life was, we unfortunately have to rediscover all of those and make sure that we have place in our lives for all mm. these things and um, sunshine, you know, getting all that light mm. in the morning. We all missing that. Um, mm. The thing is, is as a, a naturopathic practitioner or a functional medicine doctor or a, a functional nutritionist or, you know, any of these, a biological dentist, the course really does pave the ways, pave the way for people before they become clients. Because, you know, I think it's, it can be quite soul destroying for some practitioners to have another client sit in front of them and saying, are you doing this? Are you doing that? Are you doing the others? Okay, go and get those things right before we can work together. Because if you're still drinking Diet Coke and thinking you're going to be healthy because it's got less sugar in it, you know, we're in the wrong place. And, you know, it's going to be cost you a fortune on an hourly rate. Whereas if they do the course, obviously they have got these things laid out, they have a community to support them, and then they go to a functional practitioner to work with them to, to do the micro refinements, which actually speeds healing considerably. And if I had had the course, and this is really the mindset that I built it in, is if I'd had the course when I got ill 10 years ago, it wouldn't have taken me nearly 10 years to do it. It would have been significant shift um, pretty quickly. So that's really where it's aimed at. Yeah. So before we move to hyperbarics, I wanted to ask you if people would like to learn more about the course, where can they find information? Um, so it's on course.healthoptimization.com. And that's um, with an S in optimization, because obviously I'm British and we're awkward like that. But uh, yeah, so healthoptimization.com, um, course.com. Thank you. Well, thank you for sharing that information. I'm sure a lot of people would find it helpful. So let's say a person had all this uh, foundations of health covered. 
to the best mm-hmm. of their abilities, and then they want to move to the next level. And they're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, I've heard about hyperbarics. Uh, I'm in the world of biohacking, but I don't really know what to do without it. Uh, with it, I don't know how to use it and what it's going to do for me. Because you mentioned something. You said uh, when you started doing hyperbarics, you didn't know what it was doing, but you knew that it was helping. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are in a similar position. Could you mm-hmm. clarify that? Because I'm sure you've learned a lot since that moment mm-hmm. when you just started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first heard about hyperbaric on a podcast, 2014, 2015, and I heard that it's supposed to recharge your mitochondria. And I was just like, I, I love this extreme stuff. So I'm going to try and do it. And I hadn't heard, I didn't know anyone else that actually used it at this point. There was no clinics in London, nothing like that. And I went and used it for the first time. And the hyperbaric doctor said to me, you know, your ears are going to pop, maybe, um, you know, just chill out, don't worry, you can relax, you know, blah, blah, blah. I went in there, and I just didn't know what to expect. Um, and afterwards, I felt I felt quite tired. Actually, I had not die off, but actually, I was a bit fatigued afterwards. And I fell asleep on the train on the way home. And it would take me three hours in total, plus the session and between um, out of London. Anyway, so I did it three times, and I felt tired after each time, not knowing why. But the next day, I'd feel amazing, and I almost felt like my chronic health issues had vanished as a result of this you know, crazy treatment, just having more and more air. Um, So much so that I loved it so much. And being a busy business guy that was running a couple of companies at the time in central London, I couldn't have two or three days out a week to go and get hyperbaric outside of the city. So I actually opened a clinic up in central London um, to do this, which I I recently sold about a year and a half ago now. But it's, I think if you live in a city or you don't have good posture, or you don't practice your breathing, or if you're a shallow breather, or nose, a uh, mouth breather, you or you snore, or any of these things to do with breathing, um, hyperbaric potentially works well for you because of dissolving more oxygen in the blood. And I'll, I'll speak in very simple terms so that it's easily accessible. I won't talk in deep science. Um, if you are starved of oxygen completely, it's not long until we disappear. (laughs) Um, But what we don't realize is that when we're chronically deficient in oxygen, um, actually our body starts malfunctioning, but we don't necessarily notice it. Um, And refilling that deficiency. So for instance, if you're low in vitamin D, for instance, you'll be all over the place. Your immune system won't work properly. Your hormones will be all over the place and things like that. That's a vitamin D deficiency from a sunlight deficiency. And it's very similar when it comes to oxygen. Hyperbaric will top up your your cells and your tissues and whatnot with oxygen, filling that deficiency in a very basic way so that the oxygen gets to all the nooks and the crannies that your body doesn't usually, um, uh, what's the word, immerse, kind of like, yeah, to doesn't really immerse completely to every area fully to its potential because it's looking after its most basic functions to make sure that the body can operate. So if you if you think about um, a plant for a second and you have a plant in its pot and you just give it half the amount of water it needs, it will use that water wisely to survive. But you will see that the plant is limp and it is just holding on for dear life. That is what we're like 
with not enough water or not enough oxygen. Hyperbaric gives you the amount of oxygen into your cells that your body can flourish and you don't look like a limp flower. That is my very simple way of doing it, of saying it. Now, seeing that we need oxygen for our mitochondria to produce energy, if we are deficient in, in, in oxygen, our energy production will be lower as well. So that is why it's so vitally important. And yet it's so underrated. It is ridiculous. We breathe all day, every day. Most people, 12 to 18 breaths a minute, something like that. And yet most people don't think to optimize it. Getting on the hyperbaric train is a good one because it makes people realize how much better they can be health-wise and immune-wise if they're having hyperbaric. But what the takeaway should be is use it as a supplement, fill your deficiencies, but learn to breathe properly as well and go in for a top-up when you need it. That is, it took me a very long time to understand that because I tested having one session a week, two sessions a week, three sessions a week, four sessions a week, all the way up to seven sessions a week. And I found that I plateaued around three sessions a week and I was doing 90 minutes up to 280A each session. However, after I had a surgery that was supposed to take three months to heal, I was doing 90 minutes a day, every day for three weeks, and I healed in three weeks. Sometimes you need that extra oxygen, but it shouldn't supplement good breathing ongoing. That's my opinion. Um, so if we, if we think about it, if somebody has a chronic condition and they might mm. need an ongoing influx of extra oxygen, it's one thing. Or we have somebody who is trying to improve their health and they're generally healthy and just they want to take their health to the next level then mm. then then it's completely different thing in terms mm. of dosage and frequency and the duration of the treatments mm. um so going to your personal story you said that you've tried and you felt uh tired at the beginning which is in fact very common right it could be due yeah. to heavy metal toxicity could be so many reasons why people feel tired at the beginning mm. some people are scared mm. no no i feel tired i don't want to continue but eventually mm. you start feeling better so you felt mm. better and you started experimenting of course, because you're a scientist in your mind and you wanted to see, okay, how it works. Three, four, mm -hmm. five sessions a week, seven sessions a week. And then you've noticed that you plateaued. Do you still um, keep hyperbarics as part of your routine? Like how often would you use it in your own system of uh, biohacking your health and mm -hmm. taking your health to really the next question. level? Yeah, I mean, I, I practice breath work. Um, actually I use just by chance, it happens to be on the table. It's not a plug, but I use one of these things, um, which is an aero fit. Mm -hmm. Um, so it measures your in and out breath. So I use breath work with that so I can measure and track my lung capacity and lung strength over a period of time. Um, no affiliation. Um, I just think that that's a good device. Um, so I practice my breath work and I mouth tape at night. So I nose breathe or uh, I don't need to anymore, but it took me a while to get used to it. Um, so breath work is critical, uh, on my daily routine. And if I have traveled, especially if I've flying, been flying hyperbaric afterwards is very important just because the quality of air in the flight, the you're much less oxygenated in a flight one, because of the air quality two because of the air pressure. Um, and it's very stressful for the mitochondria, um, being in the plane for so long. So hyperbaric after a flight is is critical for me. If I've had a poor night's sleep 
and I'm, I'm lagging a little bit, then I have hyperbaric the next day. Sometimes I'll work in the hyperbaric if I want super sharp thinking as well. I've been known to have post-it notes stuck on the inside of my chamber and sitting there working or reading and meditating and stuff. So I would say I supplement it when needed. It's the same with glutathione. You know, a lot of people use glutathione every day. You shouldn't use it every day, in my opinion. You should use it when you need it to support your body, to supplement. And it's the same with hyperbaric. Um, but again, there are people with, you know, serious conditions that can benefit for a lot of hyperbaric over a long period of time. Um, there was a story of one of my clients from the clinic a long time ago that um, they did a session 30 sessions i think it was at 280a yeah, they really improved their father's healing it was a, a really really good story actually um but they couldn't get him into the clinic so often and um and also money was a, an issue um so they got him to do breath work every day um every single day for five minutes and it continued his healing and I think it was because he was living a sedentary life. He was old. He didn't get a lot of exercising, but the breath work made the difference. So my point is, is integrate it into your lifestyle when needed, but don't use it as a staple ongoing because otherwise you're always going to rely on it. Um, I actually, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I couldn't agree more. I have another story to tell you. I, I specialize in women's health. So I, I see a lot of women and I see pregnant women. So there was a big study for placental insufficiency, which basically if it gets bad, a woman can lose a baby, uh, premature birth. It doesn't end really well. The study mm -hmm. was done in Russia because that's where they do all these kinds of studies with pregnant women. Anyways, there was a group of women with placental insufficiency who received hyperbaric oxygen and none of them lost their babies and the outcomes were amazing. And there was another group that didn't have placental insufficiency that received hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And some of their biomarkers were actually worse after receiving hyperbaric oxygen therapy that teaches us it's it's a supplement but supplement doesn't because oxygen is a nutrient so we're basically supplementing with a nutrient which is an oxygen same like we're supplementing with vitamin d but if you don't need it and you're getting it it's not gonna necessarily gonna make you feel even better it might feel make you feel worse um, Actually, a colleague of mine a senior consultant um, friend, colleague um, of mine from London, uh, specialist in pediatrics and complicated cases and into hyperbaric medicine. Um, amazing, amazing woman. Um, once told me when we were discussing biohacking, because, you know, some people go, oh, he's a biohacker. You know, they don't know what they're talking about. It depends on the biohacker um, and, and their mindset. But one thing that she taught me was you can't overclock the body because if this is baseline most people are operating at you know say 70 to 80 percent they don't realize it they have hyperbaric for instance they get up to here with their oxygenation you can't overclock it now if you do overclock the body for whatever reason let's just say for instance they do cocaine or you know amphetamines or something like that when they overclock the body there's going to be an equal drop the other side so there's always homeostasis and maintaining the balance and I think oxygen is exactly the same. It's exactly the same with drinking water. You drink too much, more is going to come out and it's going to do the wrong, it's not going to do the right thing. Right? So it, 
basically you can't overclock the body and if you do there are consequences the same with anything and you know they say that the poison is in the dose it's very true i agree so what do you think about all these studies that came out about anti-aging and hyperbarics in i'm referring to israeli studies they're using hyperbarics mm. telomeres and mm. stuff like that yeah i think um it can slow aging if you have the right amount of oxygen and speed aging if you don't have enough <laughs> and the people in that study i would love to know what they were like were they i would say young i was going to say young guys like me i'm not so young anymore um but so were they young vibrant energetic people that were optimally optimized optimally optimally oxygenated or were they sedentary microwave meal eating people that didn't really move much i would probably go with the, the latter opposed to the former um and if you really segmented those people down into groups within that i bet you could say the people that were more active less exercising that were probably already optimal in, with their oxygenation they probably didn't benefit with telomere lengthening but the people that needed the oxygen probably did um so you know I, for instance my telomere lengths um so that i'm 34 and a half i'm nearly 43 um and they have improved um <laughs> yeah that, i mean if you saw me at 31 it's actually an instagram post i've done a couple of them um you know that's not just from hyperbaric you know and i would i would like to say that the majority of it is done through environment changes reducing emf making sure that i'm grounding making sure i'm hydrated properly as well as hyperbaric but i think hyperbaric for me is a minimal thing these days because i don't notice much difference when i use the chamber whereas i did once upon a time it was you know light bulb i think i think what we're discussing here is absolutely gold i i hope people are listening and i hope their brains are working and they're trying to make connections between the dots and thinking okay what else i can do to make sure that i'm healthy and that i don't depend on anything including hyperbarics whereas mm -hmm. just depending on healthy habits which unfortunately as humankind we're losing and and now it's called biohacking and it used mm. to be called just normal you know lifestyle Life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've mentioned uh you've mentioned mineralizing before and after um hyperbaric sessions. Mm -hmm. And you've also said that you can't really talk a lot about it because it's a study in the making in the process. But maybe there are things that you can talk about that can maximize the effects of hyperbarics, like what people can do to make sure they, they get the most out of their hyperbaric sessions. Mm. Yeah. Um it's a good question hydrate is definitely one thing because if you're dehydrated the body will be in a stress state it's normal operating system will not run properly um your cells will be stressed you want to be in par parasympathetic not sympathetic when you're in the hyperbaric chamber and it will help you be more parasympathetic at the same time so really giving your body electrolytes or minerals beforehand and after will help the body healing properly um so that's that's number one and and i mean i i know that to be good i can't really go into that detail especially 
Um, I'd also say that, I mean, things like eating times, in my opinion, I don't think that really makes much difference. Um, I do think if there's, you know, and certain supplements, for instance, for me, methylation is a, I have the MTHFR snips and ComT and a couple of other things. And I always found that if I took, uh, if I did hyperbaric in the morning um, and I'd had my methylation supplements, so they were still um, circulating around me, then I found that that benefited me better. Um, I found that um, grounding, going out grounding afterwards was always a, a win. Now, depending on the chamber that you use, uh, if it's an oxygen compressed chamber, obviously you have to be grounded anyway uh, for safety reasons. In the ones where you just have oxygen via a mask and it's pressurized with ambient air, um, you don't have to be earthed. I found that if you earth during a session, it's actually significantly better. My non... Mm, non-proven science i guess on this is obviously if you look at red blood cells under uh live blood analysis you can see that they're they're clustered together um before grounding and this is most people because you know anyone that's listening right now if you say when was the last time you took your shoes off and stood in the grass you know most people say weeks maybe months ago or when they hung the washing out or when they're on the beach on holiday which means that your blood flow won't be as good as it could be. Blood flow, oxygenation, energy production, all of these things tying together. So once you have been grounding for 20 to 40 minutes, you can see that the red blood cells are become equidistant. They're, they're charged correctly into those clumping together like this, which means the blood is free flowing better, means that you'll be better oxygenated as a result. So if you're grounding before, during if possible, definitely after, hyperbaric, then you will find that it's far more effective. And if you tie that in with electrolytes as well and minerals, then you can imagine the, the co compound um, compound theory from that. Those are the, really the key the key pointers. The methylation one is a you know a serious one percent refinement for people that might have that <laughs> genetic component. Um, Apart from that, really, you know, it's very basic. It's an enjoyable experience for me. And for many people, I've got to try it. You know, they're expecting to have fireworks or some crazy, crazy stuff. But really, it's just a, a time where you can turn your phone off. Um, you can be in your thoughts and have, you know, a brain firing, you know, like, like it often doesn't, if you, especially if you've been chronically ill or chronic fatigued for, for some time. What about pressure? Uh, you mentioned that you've been doing 2.0 uh, mm -hmm. atmospheres. Yeah. Are you mm -hmm. a fan of higher pressure? It depends on what you need it for. Um, mm -hmm. For instance, I have a chamber at home and that goes to 1.4 ATA, which is fine. Um, if I had surgery and I needed to heal quicker, depending on the surgery caveats and everything, guys listening, um, I it really depends on your, your requirement. Um, yeah, as I said earlier on, I had quite a major surgery um, a few years ago and the surgeon said it would take three months to heal. They needed to leave the wound open. It needed to be cleaned and dressed every day. He said three months is very normal. Um, I had hyperbaric, 90 minutes, two ATA every day for three weeks. Um, and I had it, the wound photographed every day. Um, and uh, he just said it was impossible, you know? Yeah. I mean, they also say it's impossible to save a foot when you've got diabetic foot wound and various other things, you know. It's amazing what happens when you know how the body actually works on a cellular level and when you give it the right building block. So um, 
Yeah, the, the pressure is relevant to what you're working on. And if it's just for a top up, if it's just to feel good, 1.4 is fine. 1.5 is the standard default kind of like area that people work in, just because I think the protocols that people use and the amount of specialists in this area are very few and far in between. Um, and not a lot of people really understand the protocols fully yet. Um, ATA, two ATA is good. Uh, some people go to three, I know, definitely. Um, but the question is, is, you know, how loud is the room? So how high do you need the volume of your music? It's the same as how big is the deficiency? How much oxygen do you need to fill to get uh, have to get that deficiency filled? Um, faster doesn't always equal better. Or more doesn't equal better. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. People think, okay, now I need higher pressure, but no, no, not necessarily. And higher pressure is associated with oxygen toxicity. And mm. really, if it's uh, an acute condition, you probably mm. should be thinking about higher pressure. And if it's a chronic condition or it's just wellness, you you got to be thinking about milder milder pressure. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing all this information. This is cool information. I have one more question. It's a little bit personal mm -hmm. um, for myself, I'd say. I know that you've done a lot of work with biologic uh, dentist, and yeah. you're a big fan of uh, mouth health. You talk a lot about it on your Instagram account. I'm sure you talk about it in your course. And um, we all have these problems. And I'm I'm thinking about diving into that world after the new years. Did you use hyperbarics while you were doing all that work around your mouth? You know, all the old root canals and things like that. Was it if, if yes you were? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, yes and no. Um, I mean, it is an area, my, my, my dear friend, Dr. Dom Nitschwitz um, in Germany, actually has a hyperbaric chamber at his biological dentist clinic. Um, I don't know if patients are using it yet. I think he's just working it into the protocols. I do think for healing, it is very good. Very, mm -hmm. very good. Um, I used it, yes, but not, not in my most recent treatments. Um, I think it's a very synergistic thing for biological dentistry, definitely, because it helps the body heal faster. It means that your body's not stressed for so long, which means that you're healing better. And, and it's a whole um, sped up process. Um, biological dentistry definitely is a key area for me specifically. I, and, and it's an important one for most people because a lot of people have chronic gut issues or chronic health issues, chronic fatigue, Lyme um, and whatnot often do have a, a dentist. Uh, you know, they, you just have to, most people listening to this right now, you can say, have you had any dental issues other than a filling needed? Even if you have a filling needed, that's often because you're mineral deficient maybe or something's not going quite right. You might not have enough vitamin D and vitamin K. Um, therefore your, your bones aren't healing properly and blah, 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 blah. So if you've had root canal treated teeth, that's a toxicity in the body. I know, and standard dentists listen to this will cringe and they go, that's not true. I don't believe it. And they just get crazy off their heads because they haven't been trained in it. They will be one day. Um, root canals harbor infections and, you know, uh, interleukin six, interleukin four have been consistently found 
in root treated teeth that are supposed to be clean. Um, there's also cavitations in the bone because our jaws aren't developing like they were because we're not eating such heavy foods and needing to use our teeth so much because we're not nose breathing as much. It means that our jaws aren't developing the same, which means you know, that ties into the oxygenation side of things. And as a result, the root of the uh, wisdom teeth um, are impacted, meaning that they're not formed in the right direction, um, which means that there can be uh, areas in the bone that is almost like a low-grade infection, which means we're always swallowing this stuff, causing gut issues. So the whole biological thing ties in with this beautifully. As you can see from the breath work alone and nose breathing, which ties into the hyperbaric, also ties into the biological dentistry side of things. So my answer to this is if you have had any dental issues, um, or root canal treated teeth or metal fillings because metal mercury competes for the cell and stop and actually helps dehydrate you, which ties into the whole mineralization side of things. See a biological dentist, a true biological dentist, not someone that claims to be a biological dentist, but still does root canal treated teeth. My, my favorite of all, obviously, is my very dear friend, and I got to know him through the space uh, for many years, um, is Dr. Dominic Nitschwitz. Uh, from Germany. There's also NDU Clinic in London. Um, they're very good as well. And there's, um, I think, uh, someone in um, in northern Spain somewhere as well. I'm just trying to remember. There are a couple um, of people uh, in Madrid as well. Yeah. There's somebody in Barcelona, yeah. I think, who do it. Yeah, it's a big project. It's, yeah. it's on my mind. Yeah. I'm going to do it. 2022 mm -hmm. for sure it, i mean it, it it's not even it's not a month and it's not two months right it takes time but it's mm -hmm. so worth it um it, it really depends on what you've got going on i mean there is the all-in-one concept which is what dr don talks about um it's basically get it all done in one week and get the healing done and often that takes the toxic burden away from people and they heal very fast um, but it really depends if you've got metal fillings and you've got root canal treated teeth and you've got impacted wisdom teeth or had teeth taken out in the past that need the cavitations cleaning can be a little bit more complicated. But yeah, typically, I mean, if I could do everything again, I wouldn't have used several dentists and I would have done it all in one go. That would oh, have been would? my main, but I really would have done it, even though it, you know, it'd be a tough couple of weeks after the surgery. Um, red light therapy, hyperbaric oxygen therapy, minerals, um, you know, your, your speed, your healing up, you won't get the inflammation and it'll be over and done with. But as a result, I had bits done over a period of time. And that meant that uh, other dentists didn't know what other people had done and it could have been done better as a result and blah, 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 and had complications. But yeah, it's definitely a, a strong place to start. Actually, my course does go into detail on this of what to look out for um, and how to optimize oral health. Well, thank you for the advice. That was a personal advice, but I'm sure other people can use it too, because I was thinking to do it over the course of a year. But I'll think mm. about doing it just all at once mm. and forget about it. Tim, mm. um, you you mentioned the course, you, but you also have the Health Optimization Summit. Mm. Yeah. One yes. that happened just before pandemics started, mm. and it was a mm -hmm. big hit and a big success. Um, I wanted to be a part of it. Somehow it didn't work with the dates and looking forward. There's one happening next year. Could you tell us about the, the summit? Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I mean, it's my it's a labor of love, but it's my my baby. Um, the Health Optimization Summit brings in the best of health, fitness, medical, wellness, nutrition, biohacking, paleo, keto, all of these things with the sole goal of what can we do to optimize our health? 
Um, we have 50 speakers and we, you know, people like Vision from Mind Valley, um, Ben Greenfield, um, we've got Jim Quick, um, Crikey, we've got basically all the big authors, all the big names um that come to london book signings and uh, we have a hundred brands 100 exhibitors and that can be from super clean um product food products like for instance uh avocado mayo clean avocado mayo which you know is a big hit um through to hyperbaric brands red light therapy brands and uh movement coaches gong bath or sound therapy and all these things so we have 50 speakers, 100 brands, 1,500 people, two days, um, all together in an, an amazing venue with lots of natural light in central London, and that's the last weekend of May 2022. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning to be there. I'm planning to be there, meet all these people, and it's so important to hang out with with like-minded people. I think that's what we miss. And we miss, um, especially because of pandemics, but also because this is the lifestyle we, we have now. So it's a great opportunity, you know, to hang out with people like, who think alike, you know, who have mm -hmm. the same goals, same health goals, same life goals, and, you know, and just be super pumped after the weekend. I'll have the information in the podcast description. And of course, if you just search Tim Gray biohacker you'll find all the the information is out there it's it's on the internet mm. yeah, yeah I mean if people want to find me the best place for it is uh, Tim biohacker on Instagram or just type Tim biohacker in on Google I'm sure I'll pop up and uh, there's a lot of content on that Instagram account yeah <laughs> yeah if you would just we want to go there and get lost for a week you know just reading all this wonderful content about how to optimize your health because you know this is what we do what we do here what you do there tim thank you so much um from the bottom of my heart taking your time sharing your experience um all this life all this should i say biohacks all this life hacks you know all these hacks you know to help people get better and also by uh, for doing all the work that you do because you do a lot of work for other people you know putting out all that content that people can use mm. so they can finally reach their health goals and get better and um you know hope to see you in london in what is five five six months yeah, oh yes it's gonna go quick <laughs> yeah absolutely thank you that's it for today folks i hope you enjoyed this episode like i did if you know someone who might benefit from this information, please send them a link to this episode and don't forget to hit the subscribe button to receive new episodes every week. Until the next week, stay safe and healthy.